The Charlie Vetner Golf Course is a public municipal course in Jefferson Town, Kentucky. The course opened in 1977, and slowly over the last 46 years, it has been surrounded by suburbia. So much so that the drive to the course could just as easily be construed with a trip to a friend's house as a journey to the local links. If you take a right off Billtown Road, then wend your way 13 houses down and toward the left, you'll be right there. The online description for Charlie Vetner describes it as a gorgeous golf course with rolling hills, bent grass greens, and zoysia fairways. If the 50 white sand bunkers and tree-lined fairways aren't enough to get your attention, how about the creek that meanders through several holes with ponds on number 5, number 14, and number 18? It sounds beautiful. And I had high hopes when I arrived there early last week with the dew upon the ground and the mist still in the treetops. I'd come to play with my son-in-law and enjoy an idyllic walk along those zoysia fairways and rolling hills, all while casually propelling a tiny white ball along towards its home. To this day, I can't tell you whether the description of Charlie Vetner is accurate or not. I'm pretty sure I found the meandering creek, and all three ponds. Somewhere in its nautical paradise, a bluegill is hopefully enjoying the ambiance of my golf ball as an accessory to its home decor. But as for the rest of the course, I only saw the woods on each hole, specifically the woods on the right side. I'm an alright golfer. Literally, my ball goes anywhere but straight or left. And with my all-right skill set, I often found myself hitting what the USGA calls a provisional ball. You probably know it by its less technical name, a mulligan. I hate golf, but I love mulligans, and I take a lot of them. I'm Scott Beyer, and this is the Love Better Podcast, where we explore the truths and lies about love, and more importantly, how to turn love into a skill, something we can get better at and hone along the way. In golf, there are no legal do-overs. Technically speaking, even a provisional ball requires penalty strokes to be legally used, but the mulligan is something else entirely. In his book, The Historical Dictionary of Golfing Terms, from 1500 to the present, author Peter Davies describes the mulligan as permission by a player to an opponent to replay a misplayed shot, especially a tee shot, forbidden under the rules. The etymology of the term mulligan is fascinating, and it can be traced back to two men. But we will talk about the Mr.'s mulligan later. For now, this is what you need to know. A mulligan is illegal. There is no room in the rules of golf for redos. A mulligan requires permission from your golf buddies. It is a clear violation of the rules. But it's accepted because the folks you are swinging the club with are your friends. They know what it's like to miss a tee shot to infinity and beyond. And out of the kindness of their compassionate hearts, they offer you a second chance to make the same horrible shot twice. In a casual game of golf, a mulligan is an act of grace. 
I've made bad shots before, so I'm giving you permission to fail and try again too. Which sure sounds like a better round of golf. And it also sounds like a better way to love. It might not be legal, but is the mulligan biblical? I think it is. Consider some examples of mulligans in the Bible. The conversion of Paul, the great persecutor of Christianity. Paul had a dramatic encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus, which led to his conversion. Jesus called Paul on his sinful ways, and yet he gave him a significant second chance, a shot at life that Paul didn't waste. Or Jesus' forgiveness of the woman caught in adultery in John 8. Though the people didn't have the legal right to put her to death since no witnesses were there to cast the first stone, Jesus knew she had committed adultery. And his words to her were, Go and sin no more. She got a mulligan. Or what about Samson? His strength returned when he asked God for it one last time even though Samson had failed and fallen for the tricks of Delilah? Or what about Peter's denial of Jesus? Three mulligans there. But Jesus prayed that Peter would return to him after those denials. And time would fail us to talk about the mulligan love offered to the thief on the cross, Rahab the harlot, David the adulterer, Zacchaeus the tax collector, Onesimus the runaway, or Manasseh the abortionist. The Bible is packed with mulligans, and every single one of them is illegal. Gracious, but illegal. So how does a righteous God, who believes in fair and just behavior, allow mulligans? Isn't that unfair? Isn't that showing partiality? Romans provides us some insight into this question of fair play and second chances. How can God do something as illegal as offering mulligans? Romans 3 puts it this way. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. Although the law and prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by His blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in His divine forbearance He'd passed over former sins. It was to show His righteousness at the present time, so that He might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. God's answer is that mulligans are expensive. The only way that a just God can offer second chances is by paying for the consequences himself. Specifically, Jesus' death on the cross pays for the eternal consequences of Peter's denial, Paul's persecution, Rahab's harlotry, David's adultery, Samson's weakness, and every other sin. This is why salvation is only available through Jesus. Only Jesus has paid a price high enough 
to afford to offer eternal mulligans. We need his permission and grace for those kinds of second chances. However, not all mulligans are eternal ones. You can offer a second chance by covering the cost of a sin against you. Overlooking someone's hurtful comment, showing patience with others while they grow and fail in the process of growth, forgiving a debt, or letting go of bitterness against one who's wronged or neglected you. You can't offer eternal mulligans like Jesus, but you definitely can offer interpersonal ones. And that is the point of the parable Jesus told of the unforgiving servant in Matthew 18. The king forgave the servant 10,000 talents of debt, the equivalent of over $150 million. This servant owed a debt that could be paid back in a hundred lifetimes. And yet the king forgave him. He gave him a mulligan. But when that man found a man who owed him enough money to buy hmm, a used mid-sized sedan, he failed to offer the same forgiveness to him. The lesson? God loves us enough to give mulligans, so we must love enough to offer them too. Love believes in second chances. Love permits do-overs. Which leads us back to the Mr.'s Mulligan. In true Mulligan style, the term comes from not one, but two men, David Mulligan of 1920s Canada, or if that doesn't work, it comes from Buddy Mulligan of 1930s New York. If it isn't an Irish Canadian, well, just take a Mulligan and pivot to a Canadian New Yorker. Let's start with David Bernard Mulligan of Canada. As the story goes, David had a regular foursome he played with. And one day at the St. Lambert Country Club in Montreal, he arrived late and felt rushed. And because of that, he was rattled and he made a bad first shot. And afterwards, he bent down, teed up another one and tried again. He referred to it as a correction shot. His buddies allowed it, but forever referred to it as a mulligan from that day forward. And it became a tradition that if you got rattled on the first tee, you could take a mulligan and try again. The second mulligan is similar but different. Buddy Mulligan was a locker room attendant at the Essex Fells Country Club in New Jersey. After work, he would join two of his friends who were members of the club for a round of golf, a round which they decided to bet on. Well, Buddy Mulligan's friends, Des Sullivan and assistant pro Dave O'Connell, were very good golfers and had been practicing all day. Well, Buddy had not. He'd been working. And so when Buddy made a mishit, he asked for a redo. And they allowed it. They coined it a mulligan from that day forward in memory of the friend they loved who didn't have as much experience on the course. Both stories touch on the same idea. Compassion for a friend who lacked experience or who in a moment of rattled nerves made a poor decision with a poor outcome. That's a mulligan moment. A careless word said rashly in the heat of the moment. A neglect for others' feelings through distraction or a difficult day of your own. Inexperience that leads to foolish choices or promises broken. When these moments are not just forgiven, but overlooked, 
That's mulligan love. Proverbs describes it in this way. In chapter 19, verse 11, it says, A man's discretion makes him slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook a transgression. Learning to give mulligans isn't easy because it will cost you something. It requires patience, which costs you time, or being slow to anger or get frustrated, which costs you emotional energy, or it might even just literally cost you actual money. Mulligans mean accepting an injustice against yourself because you believe in the person, even if you don't believe what they did was right. Mulligans believe in the ability of people to change. Mulligan love believes in people. And mulligans also give people permission to try and fail. In life, if you can't fail, you often don't even try. Fear of failure is such a real thing that many people don't even begin to grow. We call it analysis paralysis. What happens when I think about the thing to say so much, but I never say anything because I'm afraid I might just say it wrong. If you're so afraid of failure that you never take a swing at life, you will find yourself missing out on opportunities, relationships, experiences, and you might even miss out on heaven. When Jesus tells people to not put their light under a basket, that's what he's talking about. If we are too afraid to acknowledge our faith publicly, we put a basket over our light and try and hide. Don't do that. Speak boldly. Live fully. Don't accept mediocrity or allow anxiety to define your life. Sometimes you need to give yourself permission to take a mulligan too. Mulligans allow us the opportunity to improve. If I have opportunity to fail, then I also have the opportunity to get better. And that's what we're trying to do with this podcast. We're trying to love better. And mulligans help provide an opportunity for you to do that. And they also provide an opportunity for others to get better along the way too. Love gives permission to fail and try again. So give those chances to your kids. Give those chances to your spouse. Give those chances to your fellow Christians and the congregation. Give those chances to the eldership in the church. Give those chances to mankind. And while you're at it, cut yourself some slack too. Freely offer mulligans, because Jesus freely offers them too. Learn to love better. Learn to permit mulligans. And by the way, Thanks for the grace to offer me a mulligan this week, too. I had planned on only skipping one week while I was out of town in Florida with the Saints in Lakeland, Florida. But one week somehow turned into two when I came home, and I found myself behind on a lot of things that needed pressing attention. Thank you for your grace. The travel season continues this week. I'm in Wellsburg, West Virginia with the Christians at the Wellsburg Church of Christ. We'll be here every night through Friday, October 13th, talking about Jesus and focusing our hearts and minds on his word. If you're in the area, I'd love to see you. It would be a blessing to me, 
And I can guarantee you the Christians here in Wellsburg would be a blessing to you. Otherwise, until next time, remember, you are loved. So go love better. <laughs>